Hello, everyone. Uh, this is the Jocks of All Trades podcast. I'm Brad. This is Kyle, and we're bringing you some juicy news this week. Kyle, do you want to start us out with where we were right and where we were wrong? Yes, sir. Like every week, where we were right, where we were wrong. I told you last week to start, or sorry, to not start Johnny Smith against the Steelers, and he only got like two points, so we were right there. I told you to start your receivers, your your Cardinals receivers, whether that be Christian Kirk or DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you're in luck. They both went off against that really, really crappy Seattle defense. Might be the worst defense in the NFL. It might. Um, and then I told you to play Kareem Hunt against the Bengals, and he went off for I think like 17 or 18 in PPR leagues. Um, and then where we were wrong, maybe Baker Mayfield, because we kind of touched on that last week a little bit. Like, eh, maybe he's not the guy for the, the Browns. And that first drive, he threw a pick on his first pass. And I remember texting you. I said, oh, like, he, here he goes again, Baker Mayfield being yeah. garbage. And then he goes and, and gets five touchdowns later in that game. So maybe we were wrong on Baker Mayfield. Maybe. 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 Uh, and then you said last week the Eagles are definitely the strongest team in the division. I disagreed with you, but maybe you're right. Um, I think they might actually cement that this Sunday against the Cowboys. Um, now, where you could have been wrong, the Steelers, Brad, which kind of brings us into our first topic. The Steelers and the Titans, that was a heck of a game. Why were you wrong about the Steelers? Uh, I said the defense wasn't in the uh, the top five, but, you know, after slowing down that Titans offense and kind of making them and forcing them to do things they didn't want to do, they did stop them. But I will say it did come down to the last drive for that game, which makes you wonder if there was more time, would that have still been the same result? Would they have done the plays they would have done with like small time and a lot of pressure, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to the Steelers. Good defense. Um, but I will say Tannehill is the man of Hill. Um, get on board. Uh, the, the train is taking off from station and you should be on board with the Titans. I'm, I'm not giving up on the Titans yet. I'm not giving up on them, but I don't think Tannehill is the man of Hill quite yet. Oh. Um, I'm, not, I'm not ready to go there. Uh, I do think the Steelers defense, like you said, was pretty electric that game. Um, but I think you might see these two teams meet again, possibly in the playoffs. It seemed like a pretty even matchup. Um, like the Steelers, the best part of them is like they stop the run, and the best part of the Titans is that they want to run the ball. Yeah. So it's like you know, an immovable force meeting you know movable object or whatever that saying is. Right. <laughs> so I think it's a really even matchup. It was fun to watch that game. Um, I think we're gonna see some pretty good games with them maybe in the playoffs or future years. So let's go now to uh, your boy, apparently, uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders. You love Derek Carr for some strange reason. Why do you love him so much? I just don't think he's the problem with the Raiders. I really don't. Like, he is okay. He is an okay quarterback. Am I going to put him in the elites? No, absolutely not. But the amount of Derek Carr hate that goes down should probably not go down. Um, after I watched this week's game and watched the defense just give up everything, I realized the problem with the Raiders isn't Derek Carr and the offense, it's the defense, which is kind of impressive because this is the same defense that kind of beat up on the Chiefs, but they're week to week. They're not consistent. They're not 
they don't look like they play hard. They look like they expect the offense to carry them, which is great if you had someone better than Carr. But because you have Carr, you have to realize your defense has to be on par every week. Um, Carr, Carr could have an amazing game or Carr could have a crap game. Um, Carr, Carr is in like the field of Baker Mayfield for me. Is either he's electric and he's amazing or he's eh and barely getting it done. So um, I just, I just want to make the point that it's the defense that's the weak part for the Raiders, not Derek Carr. Well, if you look at their defense, um, they're pretty like they're pretty bad against the pass. Yep. They're pretty bad against opponents' uh, yards per carry too. Um, so they're definitely like on the lower end of defenses. Now, Derek Carr, he's third best in pass uh, passer rating this year. It's pretty darn good. Now, I think his issue is like he's usually at the top in, in terms of like touchdown to interception ratio, not turning the ball over, making safe passes. It's just, is he too safe sometimes? Like you have some deep threats now. Like you have Henry Ruggs. Uh, Waller's a heck of a tight end. You definitely have weapons there. And maybe objectively, I mean, a lot of people say they have one of the best O-lines in the league when they're healthy. So, like, I think he's a good quarterback, but can he take them over the top? You know what I mean? Like, can he be that elite quarterback um, during crunch time? I don't know. It makes me wonder if it's a if it's a chemistry issue then between uh, some of the offensive players and Carr, because if he does have those weapons, then why not use them more often or be a little more aggressive in getting the ball up to some of your options? So maybe maybe that does fall on Carr and some kind of chemistry issue, because you're right, they do have a really good offense, but sometimes it doesn't look like it's there. Yeah, maybe um, it's the aggressive issue. I don't know if that's him or if that's Gruden. I don't know if Gruden's like, hey, I don't trust you to always throw it deep. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just a – maybe that's how Gruden is. Maybe that's his scheme. That's his culture. He doesn't really want to be aggressive all the time. But, like, I think you have the weapons, you know, to keep taking your shots down the field. So maybe they'll figure that out. Uh, let's look at the Browns now. They had a comeback win against the Bengals. Really fun game to watch. But poor Odell got hurt. And as we know, Nick Chubb's already hurt. What are the Browns going to do? I have no idea. That's like two of your biggest offensive weapons. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm in the wheelhouse that before the trade deadline comes down, maybe look to move some of your picks. I mean, you're in a position to go to the playoffs. You don't have a bad record um, unless you think you're just going to blow it up again and try to aim for a low pick. You could. Um, since the two other teams in your division, the Ravens and the Steelers, are incredibly strong. Um, it, it's up to you. I think they could compete. Um, if they do blow it up, what, what would you trade for? Who would you trade for? There's a lot of injuries in the league right now. Yeah, there's so many injuries. I mean, I think the biggest thing to take away from this is, like, Odell. Like, I think Nick Chubb will come back. He's going to be a part of their offense. But Odell – We've seen stats like what Baker Mayfield is when Odell is on the field versus when Odell is off the field. And Baker's rating is better when Odell is off the field. That's kind of strange. Like, there's no doubt. We're not questioning Odell's ability. He's super talented. We both know that. But, like, his injury history, um, his antics off the field, like, maybe this will get them to get rid of him in the offseason. So, if that's the case, 
they should definitely look for a receiver, I think, during the trade deadline, maybe like a, a Galladay or a Marvin Jones or go after a Julio. You know what I mean? Like get someone that can help you this year and then your window in the next, you know, two or three years. What about Nelson Aguilar? That would be interesting. He's kind of had a revival in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, that would also, like, if you're going to go for kind of a cheap option um, and somebody that could just get in there and kind of plug and play, that would be somebody that's on my mind. Yeah. I think a cheap option would work. Um, I don't think they're going to go, like, all in on one guy. Oh, like, no. Your picks, but, like, maybe, like, a third or a fourth or something like that. I think that would be a, a good move for them because you're right. They're in the thick of things. Their defense is playing a little bit better, I think. I mean, maybe not against the Bengals, but their offense is definitely uh, improving under Stefanski. I think they should go after someone during this trade deadline. Um, but they have a problem at receiver and running back, but the Cowboys have a problem at quarterback. Again, uh, <laughs> how do they fix this problem if they can? I think we're going to go into the same kind of like uh, headspace with the Browns. Uh, you really need to pursue, pursue something before the trade deadline. Um, there's a lot of good backups and dudes that were starting that are now backups in the league. Um, one that comes to mind for me is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he might be a good option for them. Um, he's been playing some of the best of his career, which of course he always does early. We've talked about this before. He's very boom or bust. Um, but I think if you want someone that's consistent, someone that's a veteran, someone that's been in the league for a while and can kind of understand another offense, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a good fit for them. Yeah, you look at Jacoby Brissett, too. Mm-hmm. That might not be a bad pickup. Nick Mullins. Yep. Um, an outside-of-the-box idea might be Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, maybe they figured that uh, Dak will be gone next year. Maybe they can get a guy like Sam, put him in there. Especially if the Jets think they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. I think that becomes right. more, gets yeah. more traction. Absolutely. Um, and Sam Darnold, I mean, anywhere but the Jets, he'll be better than what he is right now. Right. So uh, I threw out Marcus Mariano. Like, why not? You know, why not get someone, someone that's competent back there? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to look like a legit NFL QB behind that O-line. I get it. But you still have weapons out there. Like, Cooper's still there, Gallup's still there, C.D., Schultz, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. You still got guys there on the outside that you can work with. So, like, will they make the playoffs? Maybe not, but. Do you have any other candidates do you think that they might go for for quarterback? Like, kind of off the wall, like, if they could go for somebody? Jalen Hurts. (laughs) Hey, maybe. Hey, let's trade Jalen Hurts for C.D. Lamb. I'll do that in a heartbeat. Uh, the only off the wall thing that I had, and it has to do with the Bengals, um, was Joe Burrow. They really drugged their feet on like getting behind Joe Burrow. And we've talked about this before. Um, maybe like he plays well. I think he's their quarterback of the future. I really do. But if you're not going to invest in him, if you're not going to put guys around him, you could probably trade him for a first rounder or a couple first rounders or a first and second rounder. You could probably get a whole lot for him. And that shores up. Um, the Cowboys, because we don't have the money to be paying someone that's not on a rookie contract uh, because we we spent on everything but the quarterback. So this gives them a little bit of alleviation to let go of Dak, which is stupid regardless, but still let go of Dak and pick up somebody in a rookie contract. Give your 
give yourself a couple of years to get off of some of these lucrative contracts, and then you can pay the man that might actually be a lot better than Dak down the road. I think you made a good point. Well, I don't think Joe Burrow's on a table. The idea that they need someone at quarterback that's on a cheap deal is a good point because they've, they've paid a bunch of money to Zeke, who's kind of looking, eh, uh, Cooper, who you already have Steve Lamb, Michael Gallup. You've paid Tyron Smith. You've paid guys in the defense, Jalen Smith, who's not really producing right now. So you're paying a lot of guys big money. And I don't know if they have the money for Dak. So you could either trade for someone who's on their rookie contract, like a Sam Darnold, maybe, or you could just wing it and go into the draft this year and maybe trade your picks for a, a young QB, which if we're both watching college football, there's a number of young QBs that are going to come into this, this draft. So it's a good point. They definitely should look at the quarterback situation right now and figure it out yeah. because if they don't, they could be behind um, the eight ball next year. Let's move on to a different quarterback, Cam Newton. <laughs> we're talking about him like every week. What's going on with the Patriots? Uh, should we read into Cam being benched? Um, I took my hat off for a Patriots Super Bowl last week. And, you know, if we're going to do the right or wrong, I think I stepped into the right with that one. Um, I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know if it was the time off. I don't know if it was because he was just away for a while. But especially against the San Fran team that we just talked about that's very up and down, you didn't play well at all. Three picks is three picks. No matter how you want to divvy that up, that is a lot. Um, especially for a veteran and someone who's been in the league for a lot, you know better than to put balls in like tight windows that shouldn't be there. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's entirely possible that Cam gets benched. I know Belichick came out and said, hey, it doesn't mean anything. We just took him out just because of what was going on. But if he does this for another week in a row, are you really going to stick with Cam Newton down the line? Like, it really makes you question. I mean, unless you don't want to compete this year and you want to get a Trevor Lawrence and, like, just, like, fall apart. But I don't think that's a Belichick thing to do. I don't think that's the Patriots' way. Um, so it's just really confusing for me to watch Cam, who started out really hot, looking like MVP, like, 2015 Cam. And now we're looking at Cam that we've never seen before that maybe looks like the Cam that's dealt with the injuries that we've heard of. So... I'm not sure what to make of it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see more of Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, I think we can look at it a couple ways. I mean, they right off the bat, they played Seattle in their first game, and we know Seattle's defense is pretty bad. So that could have had a little bit of a factor in it. Um, like, if they were sold on Jarrett Stidham, Cam Newton would not be here. You know what I mean? He would not be on this team. So that means they're not really sold on either of them. Um, last week, I said <laughs> – I said the Patriots could look to, in the offseason, maybe going all in on a quarterback, maybe blowing it up. I said that last week. There was a, a report that came out a few days ago that said the Patriots might have a fire sale at the trade deadline. Stephon Gilmore on the way out. Uh, maybe Edelman, maybe a running back, maybe Joe Thune, guys like that. And if that was the case, that means they're going to go all in on an actual QB next year, and they're just buying their time right now. You know, they could, I mean, you could, you could say they're, they could be tanking, putting Stidham in, but that's not the Patriot way is to tank. So they're going to make it look as, you know, like they're playing hard, but you might, you might see them keep losing games this year. 
Um, so then this brings up another question. Who in the world are they tanking for? Because they're not going to get the number one. And I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone by the second pick. Uh, Justin Fields, baby. Calling if, it right now. If not Justin Fields, what about the man from BYU? Zach Wilson, maybe. Yes, sir. Um, guy from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. That'd yep. be a good option, too. Yep. But I think I think it's Justin Fields 100%. I don't know why. I just have this inkling that they're going to suck the rest of the year. Somehow, some way, they're going to get up to number two and get Justin Fields. You know, this may actually have some traction to it, especially because they brought in a run-heavy quarterback this offseason and kind of adjusted their offense a little bit. That does kind of make sense that they could throw in a very run-heavy, like, guy like fields um that might be a safe option they're looking for like a kyler murray type i guess um, yeah and huh. yeah a I, I put runner, but that. I put I, 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 he's a runner but he's also incredibly accurate um i think he'd step into that offense right away and be productive so they lost to the niners what are the niners this year like i'm kind of unsure <laughs> what yeah. they are yeah I have no idea. Garoppolo one game looks like he's a rookie and has never played an NFL snap in his life. And then the next game Garoppolo comes out and plays like he should be the MVP candidate. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think most of the inconsistency for the Niners, however, comes on offense. Um, oh, that was nasty. Okay. Uh, I think most of the inconsistency comes on offense. Um, their defense has played the same all year, which is kind of crap. Uh, so, but that has more to do with injuries than anything else. So I can't really fault them for that. That's not really a, oh, you should be playing like so much better. Not really, especially when you lost one of the Bosa brothers, that's going to be a big impact for you. Um, so I'd say most of it's the offense and, you know, why isn't the offense up to par? Like this is an offense that has George Kittle. This is an offense that has Raheem Mostert. This is an offense that has a Debo Samuel. And uh, granted, I know two of those are out for injury right now. But still, you should have enough to still play right, especially when you have your starting quarterback. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a tough division for sure. Um, we've seen those teams, though, right, like the Falcons, that they lose in the Super Bowl, or like the Rams, you know, they kind of just never reclaim their glory. Yeah. They never kind of, you know, get to where they used to be. So I do think Shanahan's a good coach. I think they have a good front office there, a good culture. I think – once they get healthy, you know, you're going to see them be like a, a pretty good team from here on out. Yeah. But I still think the big question is like, can Jimmy Garoppolo be that guy every year? And I don't think he can. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on it. I don't think he can. Let's look at the AFC North, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, two of the best teams in the, in the league right now. Who poses more threat in the AFC North? Oh, this is going to hurt me to say it. Uh, I want to say Baltimore just because Baltimore's defense is really good. It's really held a whole bunch of teams to, like, nothing if, like, any points this season. But then again, so have the Steelers. Um, so I guess this question really comes up to whose defense do you believe in more? What do you think, Kyle? Are you going to take Baltimore or Pittsburgh? <sighs> I'm going to take Baltimore, but I know it's the wrong answer, but I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take – actually, I was just going to take the other team that you didn't choose and argue that way. Uh, <laughs> I do like Pittsburgh because I think when you look at a playoff team, you want pass rush, you want not turning the ball over, and you want a quarterback that's been there. Ben's been there. 
And while he's not the quarterback that he used to be, he's been there. I do think they have enough weapons on offense. Their defense is elite. They keep winning. Um, they'll get great home field advantage. That's hard to play there. Um, I think Pittsburgh is more of a threat just because their defense is that good. And they can actually throw the ball consistently yeah. or more consistently than Lamar can right now. But I don't know, man. I think, like, who would you rather have, Lamar or Ben? Lamar Jackson, 100%. No yeah. question. Um, but, like, can he do enough during playoff time or when they play next? Can he do enough to move the ball for that Ravens offense? He, he always seems to struggle against the Steelers for whatever reason. Um, last year, he could not throw to save his life. He threw a couple picks, but he did rush for 70 yards. So if we can translate threatening the rush game into look for the rush and then finding some open passes, some small windows for passes, whether it's on slants, get Mark Andrews involved, whatever you have to do, if you can start breaking up some of that, we have to rush first offense, then maybe there is a shot. But as of right now, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. So from the AFC North, let's go to the NFC North. We haven't talked about the Packers in a while. Let's talk about them. Uh, I think they're a pretty darn good team. What do you think? I do. Um, they they could be a dark horse for uh, the Super Bowl, honestly. Um, they have not exactly looked weak. Um, they crushed Tampa, uh, which was kind of impressive because Tampa's been on a hot streak now. Um, I don't know. Um, every time I say this is going to be Aaron Rodgers last year, he just goes out and puts ridiculous numbers. It's like he hears everybody saying it and he's like, Oh, okay, sure. Let me show you what I got. Um, so I don't know. I think honestly, they're a really well-rounded team. Um, and they could, they could take it all the way. They really could. Yeah. I mean, I love what they have on offense. Their O-line's pretty darn good. Tanyan's come out of nowhere. And Devontae Adams, I mean, he saved my fantasy team last week. East. He is legitimately one of the best receivers in the league. And, I mean, imagine if they go after a guy like Will Fuller or, you know, a receiver on the trade deadline, trade uh, block, or they go after a tight end like an Njoku maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they get one of those guys to put them over the top, and then with the running backs that they have, with Williams, yeah. Dylan, Aaron Jones, um, and their defense is pretty good too. So, yeah, I really like where they're headed. Um, I don't have much faith in the Bears right now. The Vikings look like crap, and the Lions are always crap. Sorry, Lions fans. So they, I think, are leaders of that division, and I think you could see them go back to the NFC Championship uh, this year. So I would think they're one of the top five teams in the NFL. I want to hear your top five teams, Brad. Let's start at five. Who's your fifth best team in the NFL? My fifth best team that I have in the NFL right now is really going to go against everything that I've just said uh, about uh, Tennessee, but I feel there's one team that edges them out just slightly, and I'm going to put Tampa there. Um, I think the Buccaneers have amazing weapons compared to Tennessee, and that defense finally started to show up and play. Um, I think they're my like dark horse number five, um, but six is definitely Tennessee. Like It's like this close for me, like so, so close. I have Tennessee at six, too. I didn't put them in my top five. My number five is the Seattle Seahawks. The only reason I don't have them higher is because their defense is garbage. Like, yeah. if they had an average defense at least, 
I'd have them number one, no question, because Russell Wilson's that good, because he can make something out of nothing. Yeah. And but their defense is that bad, their pass rush is that bad that I can't trust them as the top team right now because I think their defense can legitimately lose them games. Yeah. Um, who's your number four? Seattle. Okay. For same reasons, defense is, but offense is amazing. My number four is the Green Bay Packers. Okay. We just talked about love their weapons on offense, love their defense. And the only reason I don't have them higher is because I need to see more consistency out of them. Um, And their defense last year, at least, was pretty bad against the run. And you could do whatever you wanted against them. So if I see them kind of pick them up on on that area, um, I think they'd go higher. Who's your number three? Uh, we're, we're just going to keep trading. My number three is Green Bay. My number three is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I have some, I have some feelers for the Steelers. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think uh, they're one of the best teams in the league. I think they're the most well-rounded too, offensively, defensively. Like they really did a really good job of, of just creating a, a good roster with depth, with talent pretty much everywhere. Um, you could say, honestly, one of their weakest parts on that team is Big Ben. Honestly, I think he is. But since the other team is, the other players are that good, um, I think they're number three for me. Who's your number two? My number two is Pittsburgh. We're just going to keep trading. I'm just trading. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, you have one. Who's your number one? My number one is the Chiefs. I'm going to stick, oh, we, stick with the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who's your number one? Guess. I have no idea. You're not going to put uh, the Ravens up there, are you? Nope. Who's still there? Buffalo? Nope. Who in the world? I'm looking. It's not Tennessee. You said Tennessee was six. Yeah. Who else is oh, on your uh, top five there? Well, I did my top five. That was my number one, was the Chiefs. Yeah. Who's your number five? Oh, for real? Tampa? Yeah, man. Oh, but Tampa one. Oh, yeah. wow. I love their defense. I think it's getting better and better and better. Their secondary is young, but it's talented. They're getting turnovers. Tom Brady is on the up and up. I think you're going to see Tom Brady just have an MVP year the rest of this year. Um, I think it was Peyton Manning. I was watching him. He said, oh, they're finally starting to run plays for Tom Brady that he used in New England. I'm like, it took you seven weeks to do that? Okay, Bruce Arians, you're an idiot, maybe. So I think once they keep doing that, keep getting healthy, yeah, my number one team. Wow. I need to see I need to see more from them. And no, I don't mean go out and beat up on the Giants. Like, uh, <laughs> if you don't beat up on the Giants, then yeah, I'm going to have something to say. But I feel like your, your issue that you have with Green Bay is the issue I have with the Buccaneers. I need to see more. I need mm-hmm. to see a little more for me to be sold that you are the best team in the NFL right now. But they've certainly played like it. And if you, if you look at the past two, three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Next segment, we're going to go on to Are You For Real? Brad, what is your <sighs> argument? It, it bugs me all the time. Because everyone always says, ooh, a dark horse this year could be Chicago. A dark horse this year could be the Bears. It's the Bears. It's the Bears. It's never going to be the Bears. And I will tell you why. Because you cannot figure out that offense to save your life. 
Um, you know, and we were talking yesterday. I thought it was Min or yeah, not Minshew. Good Lord. I thought it was Trubisky's fault. I really did. I thought, man, Trubisky just sucks. Get a better quarterback. But Foles is in there and you're still struggling. So this makes me wonder, is it just the whole offense? Because you've got great weapons. You've got David Montgomery. You have uh, Allen Robinson. You have Anthony okay, Miller. Um, even I'll, put, I'll go out there and I'll put Jimmy Graham in there because he's been having a good season. Like you have good weapons and you're still not like producing. Like you are wasting your defense. You have a generational defense. I'm specifically thinking of Khalil Mack and Eddie Jackson, and I could go on, but I won't. But the point being, if you're going to continue to play like crap, you're going to waste that defensive talent that is Super Bowl-level talent on defense. But if you can't put it together on offense, your offense, you've done this for years. The Bears have done this for years. Back to Jay Cutler and on, your defense has always been solid, but your offense sucks. you got to figure it out. You really got to figure it out because you're wasting these dudes that should have rings on their fingers by now. You got to figure it out fast too. Yeah. Like um, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, guys like that, while they're elite right now, they're not going to be around here forever. You know what I mean? So you better figure it out fast. Um, and if it's not a quarterback issue, then you better get some O linemen there fast or get a new head coach in there. Because yeah. if it's not the quarterback's fault, well, then it's the head coach's fault. Right. Because he's the offensive guy. He's the offensive mind. So right. you better figure it out fast. They don't have a ton of years left. They're going to have to start paying people too. So figure it out quick. So my, are you for I, real? I got I to jump and say it just one time. Are you for real, Chicago? Are you for real? Are you for real? Wasting that defense, Chicago. Are you for real? Um, <laughs> my, mine is the Atlanta Falcons. Are you for real, Atlanta Falcons? Yes, you won last night great job you beat the panthers okay but you're blowing leads left and right all the time you're not making the playoffs you're not sorry oh, that's my dog in the background you're not making the playoffs um why are you holding on to these guys why are you holding on to your old guys like kylo ren said in episode eight you're still holding on so stop doing that <laughs> get rid of them like i get there's going to be a dead cap with Matt Ryan. You're going to waste some money if you get rid of Julio Jones. Okay. But like you got rid of your head coach. You got rid of your GM. You know what happens when you get a new head coach and a new GM in the off season, they want their own quarterback. Are you going to start with what? 35 year old Matt Ryan. I mean, he still has talent left. I mean, he still has ability. He's still a good quarterback, but why not? get something for the guys you have right now and build around the nucleus that is Calvin Ridley, Gage, Hayden Hurst, some decent offensive linemen, guys on defense that are young, I mean, inexperienced, but young. Um, I think it's stupid. Are you for real Atlanta Falcons? Stop holding on and get rid of your guys. This is, this is a good point. Maybe they're just blowing their leads because they need a new quarterback and that's what they're planning on doing. Uh, here's the real question. Do you trade Matty Ice by the trade deadline? Um, I don't think they will. I think if they do trade him, it'll be in the offseason probably. Um, like for a quarterback needy team, like um, like if the Cowboys you know, don't get rid, of, or get rid of Dak or if the Colts can't get high enough to get a quarterback, you know, they could look for a Matt Ryan. Um, 
What is our next segment, Brad? Our next segment is the hot. Oh, no, it's fact or fiction. I'm sorry. I was ready to jump. Uh, it's fact or fiction. Um, do you want to run fact or fiction or do you want me to run it? Yeah, I can ask you. Okay. Let's go fact or fiction. Gardner Minshew should be replaced this offseason. Uh, I want to say fact. He's he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's the right fit for the Jags. Um, he needs to be in more of a pass-heavy offense, and he's not. Um, so when you rely on your quarterback just to bail you out on third down, that's probably not a good situation for any quarterback. Um, I think he should be replaced. Maybe that could be a quarterback needy team too for Matty Ice or uh, uh, Sam Darnold or something. Who knows? But Gardner is not going to be the um, franchise quarterback for the Jags. I agree with that. Fact or fiction, Zeke doesn't have it anymore. Fact right now. If you put him behind a different O-line, I think that might be different. But if this is where he's going to play for the rest of his career, then, yeah, it's absolutely going to be fact because uh, he's he's not looking like a reliable option when the quarterback goes down and you have to hand the ball off. So it's not a great thing to say, but I'm going to stick with fact. Fact or fiction, the Packers need to make a trade for a wide receiver or tight end. Fact and fiction, and here's why. Um fact they could absolutely use someone else Devonte adams is fantastic that's great tanya has showed up that's wonderful but i still think you need someone else but for what you have right now you're playing fine it depends on whether you want to just go to the uh, conference championship or if you want to go to the super bowl so that's kind of a factor fiction for me it depends on what they want to do if you want to go super bowl then it's fiction pick up somebody get somebody at the, the deadline be aggressive don't 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 worry about money. If you if you want to win, win now because Rogers is still old. Brandon he'll still make it work. I can't keep saying that he won't, but he is old. Eventually he's going to get to a point where he can't do it. So get him a ring now. Well, if only if you know if only they use their first round pick on a receiver at tight end. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction: the Detroit Lions need a restart. Yeah, that's fact. Blow it up blown up um i like matthew stafford um but he hasn't done it for how many years you still don't have a ring with matthew stafford eventually you have to say man that sucks what a great career he had bye we're starting over he didn't even have a playoff victory on his finger that's bad man like <laughs> get to the playoffs and win a couple games i mean ah, I, mean, I feel so bad for lions fans like he is a good quarterback yeah. There's no doubt. He's super tough. He's got a great arm. He's accurate. But, like, when is enough enough? Like, I think I think Megatron's retirement screwed any chance they had for a playoff victory. Yeah. Because they just never replaced him with someone of that level of talent. Well, if you, even if you go back to um, Jim Caldwell when he was the head coach for them, um, they made the playoffs. They didn't win. But then they are kind of average. They were like 8-8, eight 7-9, and 9-7. Eight, and then they get rid of him and get Matt Patricia because they said, we're close. We need a head coach to take us over the edge. Right. And what did they do? They went backwards. So you screwed yourselves by doing that. Matt Patricia should be gone. He's not a good head coach. 
I'll say that right now with 100% certainty. He's not a good coach at all. Um, definitely look to blow it up because once you get a new head coach, that's just another like two years where you're not going to do anything probably. Yeah. So either trade for a Belichick or something like that, you know, maybe that's my hot take or just blow it up and start from ground zero. Yeah. Uh, what is your hot take for this week, Brad? All right. We're in the hot take segment. Um, mine is going to do with uh, talk about Dak a little bit. Um, and I'm going to say if Dak played for a different team, he would have some rings by now. It is time to start putting some respect on Dak Prescott's name. I remember watching him back when he played against Alabama. Um, and it's, he scared me. He scared me more than Deshaun Watson scared me because they were down by a lot in the fourth quarter. He was calling a hurry up. He was clapping his hands. He's like, let's go. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I still remember seeing him say that to the camera. I'm not done yet. And I was like, I don't like that. Usually when Alabama beats the crap out of somebody, you see the second stringer come in or the third stringer come in and you see them give up. This guy didn't give up. I have had respect for him for a long time. And you know what? A lot of people haven't because they, for whatever reason, they just don't think Dak is elite. They don't think Dak is a good quarterback. I don't understand that at all. Um, I think if you want a hungry quarterback that's actually going to try his hardest, um, you're going to get Dak. Yeah, he does the weird this thing before like every game. But you know what? It translates into him playing insanely well. And this season was a great example of that. Hearing that you're not going to get paid. We're going to do like all these contract crap with you. And then he comes out and balls out in response. Um, I definitely think if maybe Dak played for the Colts or maybe if Dak played for, um, I don't know, I'm just going to throw something out here. Even if he played for the Falcons, even if Dak was your quarterback for the Falcons, I think some rings would be had. Um, the second part of my hot take is to Dallas, um, start looking for a Dak replacement. He won't and he should not say with an organization that has zero respect for one of the better quarterbacks that you've had. And granted, he's better than Tony Romo. He's on par with Staubach. I like I went back and looked at a couple of the quarterbacks. He's on par with some of these like generational cowboy quarterbacks. And there's no respect for him. I don't understand it. So Cowboys, look for somebody else. I don't if I was Dak, I wouldn't stay. I wouldn't I would not stay in a kind of environment where I wasn't wanted. Um yeah, that's my hot take, man. That's that's where I'm at. Spicy, for sure. Imagine a scenario, okay? Imagine a scenario where Dak gets hurt. Okay, he did. Jerry Jones is like, well, I don't want to pay you because I'm an old man and I'm an idiot. So he goes into free agency this offseason, and he stays in the NFC East. He goes to Washington, and he is just hell-bent on revenge against the Cowboys – he takes Washington, wins a division, goes to the playoffs, and just smacks Jerry Jones right in the face and like, hey, you shouldn't have gotten rid of me because I'm pretty darn good. I think that'd be hilarious. That would be impressive. And even though I'm an Eagles fan, I kind of want that to happen. <laughs> that would be impressive. Yeah. Uh, let's go to fantasy now, like every week. Let's go first to waiver pickups. Who's on our uh, waiver pickups this week, Brad? Well, our waiver pickups this week, there's been a lot of injuries, and there were a lot of people that stepped up and played really well because of that. Um, so if you're looking at the 49ers, I would either look for Jamichael Hasty at running back or Brandon Ayuk. If you haven't picked up Ayuk at this point, this dude has been having an incredible rookie season. Granted, he's not putting up 40 points, but if you're in a deeper league and Ayuk is there, swoop, swoop in and grab him. Um, it would be absolutely worth it. Um, Harrison Bryant for the Browns. 
Um, we know that Njoku came in and played a little bit, but Harrison Bryant had the majority of the targets for tight ends. Um, Josh Reynolds in deep leagues, I was watching the Rams. This kid has played consistent every single week. If Josh Reynolds is there, go pick him up. Why not? It's not going to hurt you. Uh, Carlos, Carlos Hyde or DJ Dallas, we're not sure who's going to play because um, Carlos Hyde is a little questionable. But DJ Dallas is the next guy up. Um, also, Scotty Miller has kind of had some relevance. Um, go pick him up, but just be on the lookout because Antonio Brown should be showing up soon. So I don't know if that's going to make Scotty relevant. So just be careful. Um, our stardom for the week, any defense playing the Jets, we will continue to keep saying that. Um, the Titans defense versus the Bengals and any Chiefs player against that Jets defense have a day. Um, our benchums for this week, Lamar versus Pittsburgh. Um, Lamar has not played well against Pittsburgh in the past. I don't really expect that to change with Pittsburgh having one of the better defenses so far. Uh, Amar Cooper against the Eagles. Uh, or Michael Gallup for that point. Either one of them, they have not really shown up. Uh, CD even at that point. Just I wouldn't even start any receiver for the Cowboys at this point because the ball is probably going to go to Zeke. If that changes, I will eat it next week, but I highly doubt it. Um, drop him. You should get rid of Zach Ertz if you haven't already. Uh, it's not. There's no reason to keep him. Also, you should drop T.Y. Hilton uh, with Zach Pascal kind of showing up and playing out. T.Y. should probably not be there, even though Kyle picked him up in one of our leagues. Uh, I'm picking up on a hope and a prayer, man. I don't have any receivers <laughs> left. I'm sticking them out there. Uh, trade targets. Trade Zeke away. Try to get something. Dangle it out there. See what happens. Um, I put out get rid of Tyler Lockett. A lot of you are probably going to get all over me for that because, oh, he had 53 points. This is the second game of the season. He's had three receiving touchdowns. That's great but he's too boomer bust. I want a consistent receiver every week. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a wonderful example of that. He's had at least 20-something points or at least very close to 20-something points every week. That is a consistent receiver. I did not, I would not consider Tyler Lockett to be a consistent receiver. It's either going to go to Metcalf or it's either going to go to Tyler Lockett. Like there's no in-between. Yeah, we'll, we'll trade him while he has this high value, you know, get a, get a good return on him and then See what you can flip for him. And then uh, I have watch for watch for Antonio Brown. Uh, he may be completely irrelevant in the offense that is like targeting everyone but uh, Scotty Miller, except for last week. Um, but maybe he will show up and have some fantasy relevance. So just keep your eye out on that if he's available. Maybe swoop in and grab him early. See what happens. All right, that is it for our fantasy segment. Let's get to the buzzer beater questions for this week. Um, Brad, what is our buzzer beater questions that we have? I'm going to pull them up now. Oh, I have one. Uh, should Ryan Fitzpatrick be in the Hall of Fame for being the ultimate teammate? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's um, from Steven. He's, he's fun, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, no. Sorry, Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Maybe for his IQ. But uh, outside of that, no, no, thank you. Um, you have one, right? What? Luke has a question as well. He does. So with Trevor Lawrence testing positive for COVID-19, what are the chances he cannot play when Clemson plays Notre Dame? If he doesn't play, what are the firing, fighting Irish's chances? Whoa. Uh, he, he'll be out for a couple of weeks, and he won't yeah. be there for Notre Dame. I don't trust Notre Dame. But I also don't trust Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. So this is really difficult for me. 
I think the Fighting Irish's chances, though, go up significantly because Trevor Lawrence not being on the field, who's their backup even at this point? Uh, DJ Ugalele. He uh, he's one of the best prospects. <laughs> yeah, ukulele. Uh, he's one of the best prospects, um, quarterback prospects. When he came out, he was in the Elite Eleven. All those, you know, Under Armour bowls. Right. I watched him on there. He's a special talent. Don't get me wrong. Is it like, but is he ready to step in against a big time team? We'll see. Um, the Clemson still has weapons. Like they're not going to be like oh, at Etienne and whatnot. So they'll be fine there. But I do agree with you. I don't trust Notre Dame either. Mm-hmm. I've always thought they're overrated. Sorry, Notre Dame fans. I still think you do. Uh, I think you're overrated. So, yeah, chances will go up for Notre Dame, but I'm still not sold that Clemson will just wither away into nothingness. So. I will I will break apart from that there. I think Notre Dame has a really good chance to beat them. If it was Harrison Bryant that used to still be there, I would have some more faith because at least he's been on the field with those weapons. He knows what he's doing, but that guy got out once he realized he was not going to start at all. I think he's at, is he at Northwestern now? Mm, yeah. I don't know. We'll check that. I'll answer that later. Um, but I think they have a good chance. I think if he doesn't gel well with the offense with Clemson, it's just going to take one big play to turn that entire game into the tide's favor, or not the tide, the Irish's favor. Um, so I think Kyle and I will be at odds on this one. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll watch that game and have some later conversation. But uh, um, that is all of our buzzer beater questions. That's pretty much it. I did want to stick this out there. I had a dream two nights ago that the Giants traded for Allen Robinson. So if that happens, I'm just going to put that on air right now. It might not, but I had a dream that it would happen. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I'm sure some people had dreams that Odell was going to get traded to the Browns if you're a Brown yeah. fan. So, you know, it, anything could happen. Anything could yeah. happen. Um, yeah, just tell the people where they can find us, and then we'll be good. Sure will. So if you want to chat with us in any way, you can get to with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, if you want to listen to us, we are on SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Apple, and Spotify. You can find us all over the place just for you guys. Um, And I think that's everything we have for the day.